today's Leading Women episode 177. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Peggy Farron. Peggy Farron is an award-winning professional photographer and instructor specializing in beach portraits, studio portraiture, and weddings. Peggy is the founder of Understand Photography that provides photography lessons to photographers who prefer step-by-step, easy-to-understand instructions. Their motto, simplify the technical. Peggy's creativity, expertise, exceptional customer service, and upbeat personality help her company become the first recipient of the Naples Daily News Choice Award for Photography and continue to win every year. Women of the world, Miss Peggy Farron. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. Now, Peggy, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, the bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business, you know. There might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind the niche? Um, sure. Well, I um, am a portrait and wedding and event photographer uh, first. I've been um, a portrait photographer for about 15 years, and I've had a lot of success doing it. Um, if anybody is thinking about getting into photography or if we have photographers who are listening, um, I'm a big proponent of the Professional Photographers of America. I did a lot of training with them, especially business training. Um, unfortunately, photographers, we tend to be creative people. Uh, a lot of photographers don't like the business side of photography, but if you don't learn it, you're going to be doomed to not making enough money to live on. So, so the Professional Photographers of America has a lot of good business classes, um, and most of them are free if you're a member. So I really, really, uh, if anyone's out there is thinking about getting into professional photography, join the PPA. Um, my second business, I started almost five years ago. I started Understand Photography Training Center. And, um, I mean, it was kind of like if you can't beat them, join them. It seemed like all of a sudden there were a million photographers. And it did hurt my business for a little while. My business did come back after about a year or so. But for when they first kind of flooded the market, I was losing business and I was kind of complaining. I'm, I, I'm actually a proponent of whining <laughs> because if you whine, if, you, if you're hanging around with the right people and you're complaining about something, they help you come up with solutions. So my girlfriend, I do the covers, I photograph the covers of one of the magazines here in town 
and she's the lady who owns the magazine said, well, why don't you start offering classes? And I was like, I'm not very technical. I don't think I would be a good teacher. Well, I took her advice and it turns out that most photographers are like me. They're not technical people. So they like the way that I train. Now I've got seven instructors working through understand photography, but they all have to kind of come through me. They have to pass their classes through me to make sure that they're simplified enough because I think that's why our understand photography has grown so quickly and so so large in such a short period of time we really do simplify the technical and people like that so my third business <laughs> is putting classes the, uh, the photography classes online and I have to admit that one putting the classes online has been a bigger challenge for me than becoming successful as a portrait photographer, becoming sex successful teaching classes. The internet is a whole different world, so I'm I'm learning, I'm I'm learning about it and and, and muddling through. Wow, I yeah, I love what I'm hearing about your business businesses. I mean, you have you have you have built three businesses out of your passion out of your passion for photography, and I love hearing about how it evolved and came into existence. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that one as well. Now, what was that defining moment? You know, that prompted you to start a business and made you say, "This is my business." Well, you know, it's interesting because I really do feel like I have three different businesses. And my first, I was never, I, I actually was never that ambitious. I just, I was working for a photographer. And the only reason I was working for a photographer is I needed a part-time job. And I got a job basically carrying his bags at weddings on Saturday nights. And then I, I started liking photography learning. I started taking classes. It was really interesting to me. And then after I worked for him about three years, it just seemed to be the most likely next, next step to start my own business. Here in Florida, there aren't a lot of good jobs, so small business is really, um, that's what everybody does down here. Most people have small businesses because we just don't have big companies who offer big jobs. So I didn't have a big defining moment. It just I was just kind of getting unhappy. It wasn't paying me enough, and so I started my portrait wedding business. Yes, and um, that's a good thing with uh, with your niche, I mean, with your um, expertise, because you can actually uh, go into business your own because and not work for somebody else because you can leverage the skills you have and uh, and then get your own clients, get your, for example, consulting clients, for example, or in your photography photography clients, and then it evolved with creating your own classes and then these trainings that you're doing out there. So... You, you know what, sometimes it just makes sense to go into business you know, knowing that you have this skills that you have in yourself. So thank yeah, you for sharing I, that. You mm -hmm. know, one thing, if you are working for somebody else and you want to go start your own business, you know, uh, it's, it's a little painful at first, but I tried to, I tried to leave um, as nicely as I could. And he and I became, you know, he was mad when I left, but he and I became friends again. And he actually helped me. We ended up working together a lot after a while. Like he would refer business to me or I would assist him if he needed an assistant. And he actually assisted me a couple times after I was in business for a while. So, you know, you don't want to burn your bridges. It's, you know, it's hard when somebody, you know, in his mind, he put three years of training into me and then I left. And I understand that because I've done that many, many times. I've had many assistants who have gone off and started their own business. 
And that's just kind of the way it is. So as long as you don't burn your bridges, I think it's okay. Absolutely. I did, though, mm-hmm. I did have uh, a defining moment, though, for the online classes. I mean, when I first started offering classes, I put it on my business class that I wanted to offer online classes. But what happened with um, Understand Photography is I, I had a lot of quick success because there was nobody else offering training when I started in 2009. But by 2011, 19 people that had taken my beginner class were teaching. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. (laughs) But I guess they felt they knew enough to teach. So my business slowed down. I mean, it's still a pretty viable business and everything, but it wasn't, it was just growing so quickly and then it just sort of plateaued. And that's when I said, oh my gosh, I have got to get these classes online because this is going to continue to happen. Every time I get a good idea and get something off the ground, then it kind of everybody else does it too, and then it's harder to make a living at it. So I feel like the internet is a much bigger playground, and so that's why I said, "Okay, I got to get it online." Uh, yes, so that was, exactly. That was a defining moment for me. Awesome! Thank you for sharing that. And you are right with Angel. I mean, it's changing very fast, and we, if you have a message out there, there is no excuse for us not to put it out there. And yeah, you have to put it out. You have to be quick and quick and fast because you never know. You know, other people have the same ideas as well. All right. Now, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry, and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? Well, that's kind of a hard question for me to answer. I think my compelling vision to getting the internet um, business going is to have that freedom lifestyle that people talk about where they, you know, can work 20 hours a week and make a good living. I, I make a good living, but I work a lot of hours. So, so I keep that as my vision that I'm going to take time off and not work so hard, which makes me work harder <laughs> so that I can get to that vision. I, uh, I, I never dreamed of becoming famous or rich. I, that never has been a big thing for me. But to make to be able to make enough money where I don't have to think about money. I can buy whatever I want. And okay, so I've gotten to that place in life. But now I need the time to enjoy it. So that's the compelling vision for me. But for my business, I just always want to be really, really good. I want all my customers to be happy. When Today we spent the day working on a class. We're, we're developing a class on product photography. And uh, my three helpers were getting annoyed with me because it wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. You know, we have to make it. If you're going to be teaching, it has to be perfect in my mind. The class is not going to be perfect, but I want to really give something of value and want all my clients to be happy. That's really important to me. And I think it's, it helps because then you've got all these loyal clients. Yes, I mean, to create um, something that is of excellent value that makes a difference to other people. And yes, of course, we are in business because we want to create that financial uh, freedom and time freedom that we all um, aspire for. But at the same time, we all what inspires us the most is to have the vision that we're uh, making our clients happy because of what we're putting out there and creating those um 
services or those products in uh, that are top notch or that are world class that um, for our clients and customers are what really uh, drives that. Uh, what really should be one of our greatest um, vision or aspiration to you know you know when in business because when you know that when you're putting out there the best of what what you can put out there that's what is really fulfills us or what us makes us happy as well so for our listeners out there the point here is to create a vision for yourself or for your business that inspire you on a daily basis and that always gives you directions that when setbacks for example happens along the way you know that you have something to hold on to and that something that inspire you so thank you for sharing that now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Um, well, I, I, I'm very goal-oriented. I, I, I was lucky when I was 19, I had a boyfriend who was into all these motivational books and I started reading motivational books when I was 19 and I'm much older than that now. <laughs> so I've been setting goals since since then, since early adulthood, and I just think if it's not written down, it's not going to happen probably. So I write out my goals. I write to-do lists. I, I Every day I plan my day out on what, what's the high priority. Um, you know, one of the things in the seven habits of highly successful people was to do what's, um, I forgot the four quadrants. What was it? Um, urgent and not important urgent, important, uh, I can't remember them, but basically you work on the you work on the important but not urgent. Those are your future goals. Today I took the entire day and worked on a product photography class, even though I have a million other things to do, because that's my future. I have to block time to make sure I'm working on the goals that are going to get me where I need to be. Because believe me, I have a lot of work right now. It's wedding season here, so I've got weddings that need to be edited. I should be doing this, should be doing that. But if you don't take that time to work on your future goals, you just you just won't get anywhere. You'll be spinning your wheels. So that being goal-oriented is probably my strongest trait. Um, and I'm always, always learning. I like to learn. I'm taking Internet classes right now on the Internet. <laughs> um I think if you're not learning, you're, you're dying. I mean, as a photographer, I've been taking classes for since I started. I still take classes. I, I, uh, I'm lucky because now I have these, all these other teachers, and I take all the classes for free, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> but I also pay for classes. I take classes online for photography as well as for um, the, the business side of things. My third trait is that I am very friendly, and I think... Uh, I'm very outgoing. I wasn't outgoing when I was really young, but those books, all those motivational books, you know, the first book I read was How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And that book changed my life. It really did. It, it, uh, I realized that I needed to be the one to reach out to people. I kind of used to just sit there and wait for somebody to talk to me. And now I truly feel like it's my responsibility to make people feel comfortable when they're you know, if they're out and about, if they're near me, I want to talk to them. And I think it's, I think it's um, been very helpful in, in life in general, but in business especially. People like friendly people. Wow. So being goal-oriented, 
always learning and being friendly, great uh, traits or personal qualities that you've shared there. And the good news is that for our listeners is that all these traits or these qualities that Peggy just shared with us, we can all cultivate and adopt them in our lives. So learn from what uh, Peggy just shared with us. That's being goal-oriented, always learning, and being friendly. I love the traits that Jennifer shared. All right, now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Um, well, I think, you know, you're always going to have challenges. I mean, I've had big challenges. Like I was, you know, I had appendicitis at first and I was sick. I was out of work for months and I got behind on my mortgage payments. I had, you know, I mean, I've had all the big problems that you can imagine probably. Well, maybe not at all of them, but I've had lots of big problems. Um, lots of little problems, you know. For me, the biggest challenge always is overcoming discouragement. I mean, I, it, no matter what I do, nothing ever happens as quickly as I think it should. <laughs> Sometimes I, I work so hard and I don't see any results. And I just, it's really, it's, it's a challenge to just overcome discouragement and keep moving through that discouragement. Um, but you know what? I, the motivational stuff really works for me. My, my son makes fun of me. He's like, well, you listen to it. It doesn't seem to always work, you know, whatever. But it does work because, you know, I am one of the most successful portrait photographers in this area. And I definitely got the biggest training center. I mean, I've got a lot of competitors doing training, but there's nothing, anything even close to what I'm doing. So it does work, but it's hard. I mean, I right now my challenge is, is learning to to sell my classes on the internet the people have taken my classes rave about them uh but it's hard to get them to write it on my write a review on my um website i think i have six reviews out of you know 70 people who've taken the class and they loved it they're all great they'll send me an email but i can't get them to write it on the website you know <laughs> so learning to sell that class has been really really hard i mean it's so i have to just keep fighting through this discouragement keep studying, learning, and I think that's true in anybody, anybody who has their own business, the discouragement is the hardest challenge, you just have to keep getting through it somehow, for me it's the motivational books, I pray, I like to be outside and get some fresh air, that stuff all helps me, so I don't know, that's kind of a strange thing to talk about for challenge, but for me that's my big challenge all the time. <laughs> no, but you are absolutely right with that one, I, I can totally relate to what you've just said, because sometimes I feel like, oh, I want to get this results, you know, I don't have the patience, and you know, in a world where we want everything to be quick and like that, oh, we we don't have, to, we easily can get discouraged, uh, especially when we are not moving as fast as we want it to be, but you know what, it takes time to build a business, it takes time to see results, and like what uh, Peggy just shared with us, one way of dealing with this emotion that I'm sure a lot of us uh, can, re can relate with is to listen to motivational uh, audits, for example, or read motivational books because it really feeds your mind. It really helps to shape your mindset and knowing that, you know what, 
building a business is not just one day it is not a sprint as they always say it is but it's a marathon you know it's a journey that we have to enjoy as well so for our listeners out there whatever challenges that you are facing uh building your business embrace them but at the same time learn from them and uh, there know that there are resources out there that you can uh, learn on how to deal with them and like for example for what uh, t- uh, peggy just shared with us learn from what, how she did it learn from how she overcome this challenge that she has so thank you for sharing that all right now let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and Talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance? balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Uh, Well, (laughs) I'm not all that great at balance. To tell you the truth, I was much better at it when I was raising my son. I raised my son as a single parent and um, I homeschooled him. So I had to work full-time and homeschool but homeschooling was great because I got to spend all day with them. And, you know, we only did school four days a week. And then the, the, the fifth, on Fridays, we spent the day with the homeschool group doing, you know, usually a field trip of some kind of educational thing that was fun. So I was much better at it when I was raising my son. Since he's grown and left, I struggle with it. I have, actually have tricks that I have to trick myself. <laughs> so I have, um, I have a timer. I don't forget to turn off the phone. Let me just close the door. Um, I, have a time, I have a timer at my desk. So I, I, I time myself, you know, if I'm editing photos, I don't like to edit for more than a half an hour at a time. So I'll time, put the timer on for 30 minutes. And then when it goes off, I have to just finish what I'm doing and then get up and do something just to get a little bit of activity. I have all these little five minute, two to five minute exercises that sometimes I'll do when my timer goes off and I have to force myself to take a break. And sometimes I just get so sucked up into what I'm doing that I, I just forget to take breaks. So the timer really, really works for me. <laughs> um, I also, you know, I, I go to church on Sundays, which is really, really helpful. So I do spend time with my, my parents are getting really old. So it's nice to be, you know, on Sundays, I try to spend, go to church with them and then spend the time on Sundays. The rest of the time, it's hard for me to take time off. I do, I do like to work. So when I'm not doing like what needs to be done, I like to be planning something. So I, I, I struggle with balance, to tell you the truth, especially now because I'm alone now. I'm single and I don't, my, my son has grown. So I don't have anyone to kind of temper me. I think if you're married or get children, it helps you because you kind of have to have that balance. So it's a big struggle for me. So I'll, I'll be listening to your other interviews to see how everybody else handles it. <laughs> well, it's across the board that everyone or at least most of us struggle with this uh, on a day to day basis. So you're not alone in that. But I love uh, one of your tips of using a timer. You know, I do that one as well myself you know i put like a 45 minute timer of what i'm doing at the moment really focus on it and then when the timer get, uh, turns on that really forces me like what you said to get up and do something you know stretch out for example me i just go down on the floor and do my push-ups for example so, you know things that um, can help you not only 
physically but mentally to you know re- really uh, get out of the computer get out of whatever it is you are doing at the moment moment that will help break them and so make time for those i mean use a timer I mean, if this if you need to do you use timer it's really helpful for me it's helpful for peggy something that um you know gets you to get up uh, if you are working in a computer for a long day like that and also have that day of the week for example for Peggy she uses Sunday for example to spend time uh, for her spiritual uh, life and also for her family so I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners who are especially with the family it's a big challenge as well to spend time with your family but really the bottom line here is to make time for those that are important to you not neglect any areas that are important you know your health your family your business of course and the thing is for us entrepreneurs we are so passionate about what we're doing that work is no longer work for us but it's really important to really um deliberately make time for those that are important to us so that we're not neglecting them so thank you for sharing those uh, tips that you uh, in this uh, aspect because this is an area that a lot of us i'm sure are struggling with now let's talk about success and what success mean to you you know your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Um, well, I, I kind of already talked about what, in a way, because in my mind, to be successful is to have enough money to not worry about money. But I would like to be working about 20 hours a week instead of 60 or 80 hours a week. <laughs> For me, that would be that would be very successful if I could have the same amount of money and work a lot less, or even more. I could handle more money too. <laughs> but uh, the working at this point in my career, the working less is what drives me. I, uh, I I would like to have a more balanced life. I would like to, you know, go to the gym for a couple hours every day or something like that. You know. <laughs> So for me, you know, that's kind of my benchmark is when I could work, when I can work 20 hours a week and make a good living, I'm going to, that's for me what true success would be as far as financial success, I should say. Yes, and I'm sure a lot of uh, a lot of our listeners uh, re- resonate with what you've said because I think one of our our driving force is really to have that uh, find that time freedom, you know, to be able to enjoy what we're doing and to enjoy life internally. And to get to that point, of course, we have to take care of the financial aspects because money, for uh, I believe, is our vehicle to create that kind of life that we want so yes absolutely love your perspective on that now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience so take it back to the past 
say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck, what types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Um, well, it's interesting. I teach a class on um, basically starting your own business as a portrait photographer. And then I have another class on starting a business as a wedding photographer. But the general, so there's real specifics to those type of things. But the general thing for any business is you have to have a business plan of some sort. It, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, I, when I first started my business, I went and bought books on how to write a business plan, but they were really geared towards getting loans from the bank. And I didn't need a loan. I had my dad. <laughs> my dad loaned me the money. <laughs> so, uh, which I paid him back in a year. So, um, but you have to have, you have to know where you're going. You can't just like go out there and start like throw mud on the wall and hope it sticks. You have to have a general idea how much money you need to make. You need to know how many products or how much you know, how many jobs you need to get to make that much money. You need to have a marketing plan. What are you going to do for marketing? And uh, you really need to know, like, your top your top three goals should be at the top of your mind at all times. When, in the class that I teach um, on business, I have them choose two types of marketing that they think that they'll stick with. Because one of the problems that we do, and I do it too, is I'm doing Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and I'm doing um, postcard mailings and I'm writing a blog and I'm, I'm doing so many things for marketing. If I'm not focused on just a few of them, I'm not going to do anything very well. So I kind of, you know, I do all this stuff, but I really, really am only doing face. Facebook. I'm doing fairly effectively and my email newsletter. Those are the two things. So you need to choose maybe two things and just, two or three things, and they have to be on your mind at all times. The next piece of advice that really changed my life, and this um, was, I'm going to say, four, three, three or four years ago, I guess. Um, and I, I know one of your questions is going to be about books, but this book changed my life, The Four-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And I, wrote, I read that book, I guess it was three years ago, because I read it on the way to, I went to the Philippines for three weeks to visit a girlfriend, so I read it on the way there, and it, I was so inspired, but I was I was in the Philippines for so long. By the time I got back, I kind of, so I reread it maybe six months after that, and then I was, like, so inspired again. I put on my wall this huge banner, and it said, um, automate, outsource, and systemize. And though that big banner helped me so much. I was able to let my full-time employee go which, and then I, I just started outsourcing different jobs. I systemized, I wrote like kind of like training manuals for everything. And then I automated as much as I could. And I mean, that saved me $50,000 a year in employee in labor costs. Cost me a little bit more in certain other areas, but still by letting a, a full-time employee go, it was amazing how much money I saved. So, and you hear this all the time about systems, systems, you need to have systems. But in my opinion, I, and when I first started, I think one of the things I did wrong, and I think a lot of new business owners do, 
is they have a DIY mindset. I can do it myself. And sometimes you're just going to work yourself to death and you're not even saving that much money. So if you have a written down how to do everything you do, then you can start outsourcing the smaller jobs. Um, I've used Elance, Fiverr.com. I've used Fiverr a lot, actually. Um, Odesk. You can find uh, people to do small jobs for you, or you can hire a virtual assistant. Um, you don't have to do it all, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Automate, outsource, systemize. And then the third thing is you have to be focused. You know, what you said about the 45-minute timer, I just think that's brilliant. So many people, I cannot believe, how do they find the time to spend all day on Facebook? <laughs> you know, don't you should never have those... Um, the little dings, what are they called? The little reminders that come when you have a message on Facebook or email. I mean, turn those off. Notifications, that's the word I was looking for. Um, I turn my phone off so that I can get work done. Um, I just don't, multitasking is not an efficient way to work. So those are my three tips. Have a business plan and goals, automate, outsource, and systemize, and then learn how to focus on the important jobs. Wow, great takeaways there from what you just shared. I mean, I was so glued into listening to every word that you've said. And I really, really, really want for our listeners because they are really huge takeaways that actually you can take action on today. So the first one is to have a business plan. The second one, really big fan of this as well, Tim Ferriss automate, outsource, systematize. And that's, I believe, was the secret to being able to working less, but uh, creating more, I mean, building more, but create about working less uh, because of this, the principles that Tim Ferriss um, shared on his book. And the third one is to learn how to focus. Yes, really, in a world where a lot of distractions out there, we really need to hone on and focusing on what we're working on at that moment. And for me, you, I'm works for me when I have a timer. So whatever that it is for you, take those notifications, um, turn those off when you're working on something and really zone in in what you're doing because that's a big time saver. So thank you for sharing those. So uh, you've also mentioned about uh, resources like Fiverr and Odesk and then you, the book, of course, is, uh, the the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, great resource out there for our listeners. So I'm gonna have that on our um, show notes as well. Last but not the least, um, Peggy, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it, and then we'll end from there. Okay, well, you know, we, we came up with a motto for Understand Photography. We simplify the technical because we really do. I mean, we make photography so much easier. I can't believe that if you read any of the reviews on our website, which is understandphotography.com, understandphotography.com, um, you'll see that, you know, we really do simplify it. People learn how to shoot manual in two hours, and they, they love it. So um, that's what we really, that's what we're, we're really striving for to be the benefit to the clients, is to make it easier on them so that they can find the joy in photography instead of being frustrated with the technical stuff. Right. And that link is understandphotography.com. And uh, for our listeners out there, especially if you are into photography or even just learning how to do great uh, photographs or portraits, for example, I really highly recommend or that you go and visit that website. That's understanding understandphotography.com by Peggy Farron. Yeah. So in their website, from there, you can probably link to all of their social media sites as well and learn um, everything that uh, they are putting out there that can help you uh, in this 
this photography um, business or especially if you are, are a photographer yourself and you want to learn the business side of it. So that's understandphotography.com. Yes, there's no ing. There's no ing. People uh, do no ink. having digits. <laughs> yes, just understandphotography.com. And by the way, all of these uh, resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Peggy Farren. Or you just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. But again, the link is understandphotography.com. Peggy, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iPhone apps that these high-achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.